0: What's up, Divers? Welcome to the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast as we are getting ready for the 2020 NFL Draft and the offensive positions that translate to our fantasy leagues. We're talking wide receivers today. Remember to check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com, as well as follow us on Instagram, deepdivefantasyfootball, and Twitter, at Deep Dive FF, for more insight and advice. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Brandon Gabor. That's Brandon, like the city, Gabor, G-H-A-B-B-O-U-R. All right, let's start with Jerry Judy. He's 6'1", 192 pounds, and the best route runner in college football. No question. You can ask or look at any analyst's um explanations or whatnot jerry judy is 100 percent the best route runner right now in college football because of this he projects to be an instant impact player in the nfl his route running always keeps him open and he's open more than any other receiver and this makes him a great prospect for any offense in the nfl as well as any quarterback on top of his elite route running he has a high football iq and is extremely slippery by high football IQ, when regarding receivers, what I mean is basically when a play breaks down, let's say you have a Lamar Jackson or a Russell Wilson breaking the pocket, running out to the side. High football IQ in a wide receiver allows them to realize the play has broken down, break away from their current route, and shadow the quarterback, run with the quarterback in an open spot, and sit in that open spot, and basically make an easy pass or outlet for the quarterback, and Jerry Judy has that 100%. And I'm gonna be using that term again, so that's what I mean by high football IQ. It's one of the things. There's also a lot of things in terms of adjustments with your feet at the line of scrimmage based on how your corner is playing and things like that. Jerry Judy is basically the wide receiver version of Allen Iverson on the basketball court. He's an ankle breaker, absolute ankle breaker. He's untouchable. His start-stop ability, leaves defenders stumbling and looking foolish, both before the catch and after. His run after the catch, or RAC, R-A-C, is among the best as he is always a threat to hit a home run. Much like Saquon Barkley makes people miss in tight spaces with immense flexibility and body control, Judy does as well. If you specifically look at Barkley, one game that I thought was amazing in his rookie season, I think it was a Thursday night, was versus the Eagles. He had a 10-yard play where he made, like, six people miss within each yard. Like, he would gain one yard, make a person miss, one yard, make a person miss. Judy has that ability as well. And we love Saquon Barkley for that reason. Judy is the wide receiver version of that. He's played on the outside in college and in the slot. And he's looked good in man and in zone. In zone, he sits in the soft spots. Like I said before, high football IQ. He has the clutch trait, which... I was actually listening to a different podcast talking about um, clutchness and if it's something that can be um, measured. And whether or not it's something that could be measured, it's kind of something that you can see. And Jerry Judy has that. He is very clutch. He also doesn't flinch when making a catch when he's about to take a hit. He probably is going to run in the low 4-4s. He's pretty fast, but he's not elite. He doesn't have elite speed, but he's definitely going to be one of the faster receivers in this class and fast in general. Something that I like to comp him to, which it's weird, I know, but Jerry Judy kind of looks like a gazelle when he's running. I saw this video before where a gazelle was getting chased by a lion and it can start and stop and change direction. And its acceleration is incredible. And it basically like made the lion blow by it and stumble and everything. It was sick. But that's what Jerry Judy's like. He's long-legged. He has quick acceleration. He takes big strides, gains a lot of uh, distance quickly. He turns very quickly, takes angles quickly, and does it with great flexibility. He has great start-stop, like I said and he also uses his very slim frame in a positive way to squeeze by on the sidelines and to split between two defenders. A lot of people are worried about his size, which I'll get to later when I talk about his concerns, um, which are very few, very nitpicky. He's an elite prospect, probably the best receiver prospect since Julio Jones. Um, But yeah, his slim frame is definitely something that he can actually use to his advantage by squeezing through tight spaces and making the most of every inch basically, and every catch. My pro comparison, it's really hard for me with Judy because his size kind of, size is something you have to factor into comparisons in my opinion, and it kind of limits his comparisons. Um, so I would just say that he's a smaller AJ Green, but when you think of AJ Green, he's more of, he he's not slow, but he's not as fast as Judy. Um, and A.J. Green's also not as dynamic in terms of uh, making people miss with spins and cutbacks or jumpbacks or whatever you want to call them. And a bunch of different, you know, moves like that. Um, so I would say he's a smaller A.J. Green, but he has Odell Beckham or Antonio Brown-like after the catch ability. He could easily, easily become an elite NFL wide receiver very quickly. The only concerns... Like I said, there's not many. There are questions about his ability to win 50-50 jump balls, but if you think about it, the only reason that's in question is because we haven't seen him have to do it because there are rarely any cornerbacks anywhere close to him in games in college. And usually there's no one there to contest a pass because he makes them look foolish with his amazing route running. And, you know, that's part of the that's just part of it when you're so good that nobody can stay next to you it's hard to shout people how good you really are in cases like jump balls or contested catches he also has a smaller lighter frame which i talked about already some people are concerned about his frame in regards to his durability but he's shown toughness in my opinion in college football he hasn't really gotten hurt and he's able to minimize the amount of hits he takes So I think it's fine. He's not somebody that just goes into contact a lot. So I think he he knows how to play with the body he has and I don't think it's gonna be a problem. Sometimes he does have open drops, but that's something that's plagued greats such as Mike Evans, uh, Terrell Owens, Amari Cooper has dealt with it, but he's fine now. So yeah, sometimes Judy has some open drops. I think that's just a concentration issue just because he's so focused on getting something going after the catch. But when he is anywhere close to a corner, when a corner is anywhere near him, you don't see a problem with drops because he's a lot more focused on making sure he gets the catch. And it still doesn't really affect his yards after catch much. He's still amazing anywhere near corners after he catches the ball. But I think it just he's just more focused when there's a corner near him. So really, that's something that's an easy fix, in my opinion. And... Yeah, that's pretty much the only concerns, and I basically gave you a a rebuttal for each of them. So Jerry Judy is amazing. I don't think it um, really matters where he goes, and that brings us to our last point, which is landing spots. Because of his amazing route running speed, how he can be used, he's been on the outside, inside, his good versus man zone, all that stuff, he's a fit for all 32 NFL teams. But he's likely getting picked in the top 10, top 15 at worst. So the teams that are likely to draft him and I would be surprised if he goes anywhere else include the Giants, the Dolphins, Cardinals, Jaguars, Jets and Raiders. The best immediate fantasy fit out of those in my opinion would be Arizona because he would have Kyler throwing him the ball and that would also in terms of like dynasty be a great young trio to develop. Um also it would be awesome if you're a Cardinals fan because between Kyler um Kyler Judy and Christian Kirk, that's a great young trio to develop for the next so many years. Um, but Arizona may not have him as the wide receiver one on their board. And this is because they likely have our consensus number two wide receiver as their number one in this loaded class. And now that player is C D Lamb. I'm sure most of you guys have already heard of this monster. He is 6'2", 190. He is very natural, very smooth, and very tough. He's also a great blocker, and that's not really that important for our fantasy purposes, but I also want to give a great insight for people just really relishing and and loving the NFL draft itself, much as I do. So he's also a great blocker, and he's not afraid of contact. This contributes to why he's so hard to tackle, his toughness, but also because of great footwork and the ability to take tough angles and make defenders miss. His footwork is one of the traits that make him a great wide receiver at beating press coverage, along with his hand usage and angles. CeeDee Lamb is great after the catch and fights for every yard. He's able to make defenders miss with spins and cutbacks, as well as play bigger than his body suggests, and rubbing off bad tackles. A lot of games you see him just plowing through tackles, um, unless you have one of the top linebackers or a great tackling corner he's very hard to get down obviously in the nfl there's not nearly as many bad tacklers so we'll see how much it translates but he is definitely tough to bring down he uses his body well to adjust for balls and he keeps the defender out of position to make a play on the ball and that's something that i love about cd lamb um he much like a basketball player when you throw a basketball player a lob while they're posted up in the paint He uses one side of his body to basically block the defender out of the area the ball is going to, and then uses the other side of his body to bring the ball in. He's great at that, and this specific trait will make him for sure become his quarterback's favorite target, and it will happen very quickly. And he will earn trust balls because of this, and when the quarterback finds themselves in trouble, they will throw it up to CeeDee Lamb because they know at least it won't be an interception. Because of how he blocks out the corner these trust balls like i said will also uh come in the form of 50 50 jump balls but just in general when a quarterback trusts somebody that much that they're just throwing up their jump balls um when they're the play's breaking down this is also going to translate to getting more red zone looks and stuff like that so lamb is going to has potential to be a very very high ceiling player not only in receptions and yards but also in touchdowns um, he uses his, especially in these 50-50 situations, he utilizes his insane body control and he high points the ball very consistently. It's not something that is great one play and not evident the in the other. He is always doing this, always, he's amazing. He has sure hands, does not have drops, not open drops, not contested drops, he just has great hands. But he also has the wow factor that odell beckham factor that i can make a two finger catch in traffic between two people factor he has that and that's sick and you always want that in your elite receivers especially for a receiver like him who's probably going to get drafted in the top 15 just like judy Ceedee lamb adjusts well on the fly and could become one of the better receivers at being there for the quarterback when a play breaks down. Not as much as Judy. Judy's more developed in that area, but Lamb is also very good at this. Um, And he can become even better because the 50-50 ball that we have seen go to him, we've seen it because he doesn't have immense separation, although he is a decent route runner. Um, So we've seen the situations where there's a corner on his hip and he goes up and grabs it. He was used all over the field in college, which should help him translate to the NFL. He also has a great football IQ. He has great sideline awareness, allowing him to get his feet down on the sideline and move the chains. And his game, to me, is very reminiscent, and you'll hear this from a lot of draft analysts or articles that you may read, very reminiscent of DeAndre Hopkins. And like Judy, Lamb has immense potential and could become a top wide receiver very quickly. Some concerns about CeeDee Lamb. So, both of the concerns about these guys are kind of nitpicking because they're both elite wide receiver pros- prospects. Judy more so, but both of them are so elite, probably. Um, for CeeDee Lamb, I would say he's probably the, the best wide receiver prospect since, depending on your analyst, uh, Amari Cooper, or before that with Sammy Watkins. Um, so, yeah, they're both great. But some concerns about Lamb is he also has a narrow build, like judy and he doesn't protect it as much but he also plays bigger and tougher like i said he plays bigger than he is um and that's great for after the catch and rubbing off tackles and pushing people down and stuff like that but there's a small chance it could become problematic in the future because he invites contact and takes a lot of hits um while his route running is good he could definitely improve on it by selling his breaks and routes better he doesn't have great long speed, so he settles on those deep balls. He settles for making guys miss to take the long throws all the way to the house, which you have to give him credit, he does very well. He's expected to run in the high four fours to the high four five range. I personally think he's probably gonna be mid four fives, but maybe he'll surprise us. He could train really well and you know hit the four fours. And lastly, CeeDee Lamb has not been NFL tested as he plays in the Big 12, where the cornerback talent is not great. And that's the one thing that does worry me. I, I don't really have worries that he's not going to be a good wide receiver. I think he's going to be a good wide receiver, even great. But he is viewed as an elite prospect. And there's that one, that one, uh, what's the word? I can't think of it, but there's that, that one um, hint of doubt. There it is. There's one hint of doubt that he might not be able to translate at first grade cornerbacks because in the Big 12, there's not a lot of cornerback talent. Um, and so we haven't really seen him first grade corners. So for landing spots, I think CeeDee Lamb would work well in almost any scheme, just like Judy. Uh, but the favorite team fit is definitely Arizona, like I used in my transition going from Judy to Lamb. And this is because for those that watch college football, you already know this but a lot of people are just NFL fans. CeeDee Lamb played with Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. So a lot of people love mocking CeeDee Lamb to the Cardinals, and that would be great. I think that's, I think the only thing that the Cardinals could do better for their offense than drafting CeeDee Lamb would be drafting an offensive tackle, but that offensive tackle would have to become like a top five at the position um, because CeeDee Lamb with Kyler, we've already seen it, and it's awesome. Um, and... The Arizona Cardinals also don't really have a number one receiver. Larry Fitzgerald is also leaving either this year or if they want to re-sign him for one year or whatnot. But he's definitely not the guy he was. Still a good receiver, not throwing shade at Larry. He's one of the greats. Um, But yeah, the chemistry between them and the opportunity would be awesome. He's expected to go in the top 15 at worst, as I said earlier. And the other teams, if he doesn't go to the Cardinals, that might be looking his direction are the Raiders, the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Giants. Outside of Arizona, I think the best fit for him would be probably in Jacksonville with Minshew, because is the type of quarterback that has good accuracy and will give you those 50-50 jump ball chances. You've seen it with DJ Chark. And between Lamb and Chark, and then uh, Westbrook in the middle, that would be a pretty sick wide receiver core, honestly. So I would love to see that. And yeah, that's CeeDee Lamb for you. He's a beast. All right, real quick, before we get to my third wide receiver in the NFL draft coming up, I want to talk about the debate, the great debate among analysts, CeeDee Lamb versus Jerry Judy. And you might want to know, for fantasy purposes or you might want to know because maybe your nfl team needs a wide receiver and maybe they're in the top 15 and you want to know which one is going to be better for you so i'm going to try and help you figure that out so they're both elite talents that's no question they can both be top five nfl wide receivers in a couple of years they are different though jerry judy is the better route runner and is faster and more dangerous with the ball in his hands CeeDee Lamb is slightly bigger, but definitely tougher and will consistently win 50-50 balls. Jerry Judy is NFL-tested playing at Alabama since he has proven himself versus better cornerbacks on teams like Auburn and LSU. Lamb, however, is not NFL-tested, so we cannot make a judgment on that call yet. CeeDee Lamb has the better hands, but he has, like I said, faced lesser competition. But I don't think that affects his hands at all because once the ball's coming to you, it doesn't matter how good the player is, the ball's in your hands. You, you catch it or you don't. Um, but he could definitely work on his route running. Judy makes life easy by always being open, but Lamb does the same by making up for a quarterback's bad throws through his contortions, adjustments, and what I like to call the, the basketball box outs. Like I was saying um, earlier when I was talking about CeeDee Lamb by himself. Both are great in tight spaces, Both have great sideline awareness. They both put their feet down. They're both great at that. Jerry Judy should make a more immediate impact on an even playing field. So what I mean by that is if they both were given and put in the same offense, given the same quarterback, same situation, Judy would be better faster. But in the long term, with Lamb developing, he might have a higher ceiling. But they both have insane ceilings. So like I said, both are amazing. And any cons about them is really just nitpick nitpicking. So if you just want it in one sentence, Lamb is the faster, more dynamic in or he's the faster, more dynamic after the catch and better route runner. And then Lamb is that was Judy. Lamb is tougher, wins the 50 50 balls, has better hands, and yeah, that's pretty much them in a nutshell. Time to go on to wide receiver three. So my third wide receiver in this super sick wide receiver class is the second wide receiver from Alabama that we're going to be talking about, Henry Ruggs. He's six foot, 190. Strengths. He is easiest, easily the fastest player in college football. He may be the fastest to come out in a very long time. At first, when I was watching his film, he seemed fast for sure. But I didn't see the speed that other people talk about. Then I started to watch more and pay attention to some other details. And I started to see he really is fast. And believe it or not, he was clocked by the uh, trackers that take top speed in uh, in live games. He was clocked at 24 point three miles per hour in a college game which in my memory is faster than any nfl wide receiver has been clocked um i think tyreek hill i'm pretty sure he had like a 24.1 or like a 23.9 something like that at some point in a game either this year or last year but I'm, i don't think i've ever seen 24.3 and that's amazing especially considering it's in a game with pads and all that um so he is he just has elite speed and he also has elite acceleration elite burst he's expected to run below 4-3 so if you're expected to run b- below 4-3 you you're basically already expected to be the t- one of the top five fastest people in the nfl because there's not many people that have done it and a lot of people think that he has a shot at breaking john ross's record here's the thing though don't compare him to john ross John Ross is a speed guy. Henry Ruggs is not a speed guy. How I like to explain it is you don't put Henry Ruggs in a category of a speed receiver. Just think of that as his elite trait or the cherry on top. He is a max effort player. He has solid hands, great concentration in traffic, and great ball tracking skills. Now, the ball tracking still skills usually go hand in hand with Speed receivers because you know that's their deep ball that they have to learn how to have. But he has, like I said, great concentration in traffic and solid hands. He takes the top off the defense, but he can also take screens to the house every time he touches the ball. Every time he has the chance to score, and he is tough and hard to bring down, especially relative to his size. I mean, he's six foot 190, that's already taller than. Most fast receivers, I mean, think of like we were talking about earlier Tyreek Hill. He's tiny. What is he? 5'7, Tyreek Hill? 5'9, maybe? Henry Ruggs is six foot. And he's been compared to Tyreek Hill, and he could be used very similarly. But in my opinion, he's bigger and tougher. I'm not going to say he's as good as Tyreek Hill. And we had to watch Tyreek Hill develop, but Ruggs has that very similar potential. Something I love about Ruggs as well is he sets up defenders by getting them to flip their hips the wrong direction before cutting upfield. In so many of his in so many of his touchdowns, he would cut or lean to the right uh like 10 yards down, get the corner to flip their hips to their left since they're facing the opposite direction and immediately cut to his left. And the corner has to either choose to turn their back to the play and run straight and try to catch up to him because he's already gone. He's like I said, elite speed, or flip their hips back so that they can try to shadow him on his inside, but that takes too much time, and he's gone, so the combination of his speed and him setting up the defenders to flip their hips the wrong direction is unstoppable. He hauls in contested catch contest- uh, sorry <laughs> he hauls in contested catches and has very good vertical ability, which is useful all over the field, but especially in the red zone. He has good body control and is super slippery. Henry Ruggs plays with a certain fearlessness. You can see this in his slants over the middle. He takes so much punishment on those slants. He gets hit very hard and he consistently does them, catches the ball, holds on to it, fearless. And he also fights for extra yards. Through college, his raw physical gifts have created his separation and carried his game um, in spite of subpar route running and technique which show with proper coaching he could become unstoppable. I'll say it again. Through college, his physical gifts have created his separation in spite of subpar route running and technique. So even though he's not a great route runner right now and he doesn't have great technique, he has some of the best separation you'll ever see and it's just off raw ability. Imagine if he gets with a wide receiver coach who can just develop him. If he went to the Steelers, I'm telling you. I I mean, they do need a wide receiver, so it's a possibility, but they did lose their first round pick, so it's for the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, so I doubt it. But just as an example, if he was a Steeler, that they always develop their wide receivers. Rugs has a higher ceiling than anybody. Um it's cuz his speed is really that that rare. So with proper coaching, he could become unstoppable. I'll just leave it at that. He does have a lot more concerns than the other two, though. These concerns start with the subpar route running. Uh, he has a very limited route tree as well in college. And he has limited skills to employ when he's trying to release off the line of scrimmage. So it's weird because he's super strong and slippery and hard to bring down. But he's not actually strong at like the line of scrimmage. So I don't want you to confuse strength with toughness or ability to stay on your feet. They're not necessarily the same thing because he's great at staying on his feet, getting through contact, and he's tough, but he's not particularly strong at the line of scrimmage and he can have trouble with physical corners to get off the line. So if they jam him up, he has trouble there. Um, And then really these concerns, all of the ones that I've stated, um, not that there's too many, but there's more than the other two receivers before him, Judy and Lamb. Uh, These concerns all regard the beginning of plays. But once he's off running, there are no concerns. He's great at tracking the ball. He's great at catching the ball in traffic. He has a great vertical leap. There's just so many things that he does so well. He actually is very similar in terms of once the ball's in the air and he's already going down the field to, in my opinion, Antonio Brown. I know I'm throwing left- lofty uh, comparisons so far but this is a great wide receiver core. And this is just talking about what they could be, not necessarily that they will be this. And that's Henry Ruggs. Moving on to our fourth wide receiver, it's LaVisca Chenault. He's 6'2", 220, out of Colorado. Chenault is a dynamic receiver with good strength, speed, and size. He's usually one of the fastest players on the field, and he's expected to run in the low four fours with potential to hit the four threes. He's a swift army knife, or jack-of-all-trades, as some like to call it, and he's been moved into running back as well as wildcat quarterback for Colorado. When against zone, he does well at finding the soft spots and sitting in them instead of continuing his route into coverage like so many other receivers. One thing that really sticks out to me when watching Chenault is his immense toughness and elite play strength. You will be hard-pressed to find him shy away from contact. This guy has strong hands and is great at 50-50 jump balls and contested catch situations. He also tracks the ball extremely well, has great field vision, and protects the ball in traffic. His play strength is also seen multiple times when he wrestles balls away from DBs. One play that I keep replaying of this guy is his touchdown catch versus Washington. Honestly, I would try to explain it, but that would do you a disservice. I would just look it up. It'll definitely be worth it. This Colorado receiver has comparisons all over the board. I've seen Des Bryant, Sammy Watkins, Michael Thomas, but the one I see most is the former second rounder, Michael Thomas, although LaVisca Chenault is a bit faster. Some concerns about him. Well, I do want to start by saying he is our fourth receiver in our rankings, so the concerns will start to grow for the receivers compared to the first three, especially Judy and Lamb. But I think that Chenault has a solid back-end first-round grade or top of the second round, uh, much like Michael Thomas was. Lavisca Chenault improved his route tree in 2019, but still left more to be desired. This is both in terms of his technique along with the lack of variety of routes he showed, although there was much more that he did in 2019 than the previous years. This could be due to the fact he was used at different positions, um and the fact that he was at running back and quarterback. Maybe they didn't want to expand his route tree too much and put too much on his plate. Vizca relies a bit too much on his speed to beat coverage as his hand skills at the line are lacking. He's not much of a juker, and his hip flexibility could be improved with some more refinement and short area quickness. He had two surgeries in 2019, one for a torn labrum and one for turf toe. I do think that that may be the reason some people like to compare him to Sammy Watkins because he started having some injuries and he does have some similar play styles but I'm not too worried about uh, about his uh injuries although he did sustain them he shows immense strength playing through the injuries when he's allowed back on the field and he rubs off the pain in one of his interviews he was talking about how pain is just pain and if you just don't think about it you can get through it and I love that about him um, Some landing spots for him. There are plenty of teams that could use a wide receiver, like Chennault. The Ravens, Patriots, and Saints all could add a weapon for their quarterback. The list of teams that could add a weapon also include the Packers, Steelers. I'm sure you can think of a few more and other teams I've previously mentioned. But I don't think Chenault will go high enough to go to those teams. I think he's more, like I said earlier, back of the first, top of the second type of receiver. So that's what makes me think of the Ravens, Patriots, and Saints. I think the best fit for him... Would be the same place that you can find my nfl comparison for him michael thomas the saints they need a second receiver and he would provide a great second receiver to michael thomas as well as form a great trio or a great cast to drop in a new quarterback whenever breeze ends up retiring as we all know that's pr- going to be pretty soon it could even be this year i don't think so i think they'll probably sign him for one or two years but whatever the case, right now their only relevant receiver is Michael Thomas, and they have Alvin Kamara. Their third receiver, or their, if you're counting Kamara as a receiver, because he pretty much is, um, Sh- Chenault would be their third receiver. And between those three, that's a great, great place to start, as well as their strong offensive line for any new quarterbacks that could be coming in soon. And finally, to round out the top five and hit on the last receiver for this episode, Jalen Rager. He's 5'11", 195. He's a very quick twitch athlete. He has amazing speed, burst, acceleration, and hops. His vertical is around 40 inches. Could be even more once he trains and uh, gets ready for the combine. And you can see this vertical in a countless number of his touchdown catches, where he just reaches the sky and high points the ball perfectly. Although he's only 5'11", his vertical makes him a substantial jump ball and red zone threat. He's likely to run in the four threes. threes. Like I said before, he has amazing speed. He has strong hands when covered and routinely gets to the ball before the defender and brings it in, whether that be from his basketball-esque leaping ability or his speed. Jalen has good route releases and shiftiness at the line of scrimmage. His cutting ability combined with his change of direction and field vision allow him to get huge chunk plays. He is decently polished and pro ready. The only concerns is his concentration drops along with the fact that he is not too physical and does struggle with contact. To be more specific, his concentration drops come when he is wide open likely because he's turning his head up field too early trying to make the most after the catch. He's not a strong blocker. He doesn't handle contact well. Off the line he usually will not win versus contact and he can also be knocked off of his routes with some contact. Lastly we could have seen more in his route tree but he did well with what he was given. So he's a great player with speed after the catch ability. He has good raw skills and high pointing the ball using his body. He has good body control, twists, gets his feet down. He's a good receiver. He just probably needs to be a little bit stronger and learn how to handle tougher, stronger corners. Some landing spots for Jalen Rager, likely to be in the same range as LaVisca Chenault, although a tiny bit later, I really, really would like to see him in New England. With that franchise turning a new leaf, it may be beneficial to add an offensive weapon for any possible new coaches or quarterbacks, whether that means for this year or the next one or the year after. There's a chance that Tom Brady is gone and Belichick is gone, or either or. Or maybe they both stay for at max two years in my opinion. So sooner than later they should get another threat into their offense and develop him. And I think that guy would be Rager and it would be a great fit, both for fantasy and just for New England fans. He could replace Edelman after some development in the slot and his speed combined with Nikhil Harry's strength and size would be a good one-two punch moving forward. Considering Edelman is almost done, along with Brady, Harry may be the only threat in their offense left very soon. The Patriots need to change that. Alright guys, that's our top 5 wide receivers coming into the 2020 NFL Draft. Some strengths, some concerns, some landing spots for all of them. I even had the Judy versus Lamb debate. I hope that you guys have a better understanding of all of these prospects now, whether it's because you're a fan of an NFL team that may be drafting one of these prospects, you may need a receiver, or because you want to really know about these players early on before they come into fantasy drafts, and you can better assess where they end up and how they may be. So, hope you guys liked it. Leave us a review. Have a good one.